Welcome back to Going Rounds, the official podcast of Gusto, a matter company. I'm Jeanette Harris-Quartz, your host and podcast producer here at Gusto. And a very special hello to all the ladies, gals, queen bees, and intergalactic duchesses tuning in today because it's International Women's Day. Hey! which means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Here at Gusto, it means we've been spending the last several weeks in group chats and meetings discussing important issues like which breakfast item each of us most closely resembles and thinking about how we can celebrate just how lucky we are to collaborate with the women here on this team. Because let's be real, in an industry that's jam-packed with about 80% men, it's pretty much always a great time to appreciate the other women doing this work and to be inspired by them. Now, let it be known that the feminine energy running deeply through the veins of Gusto is not restricted to just the women on this team. But as today is International Women's Day, we've got a special treat coming your way. I had the honor of convening some incredibly talented, stunningly prodigious, undeniably badass ladies. And you know I'm talking about the women of Gusto to chat with me about all things video, audio, live event, and branded content. So get ready for this special episode of Going Rounds with the women of Gusto, discussing this and more. Hi, I'm Mandy Lawson. I'm the post-production producer here at Gusto. I'm Nicole Bedard, and I'm art director here at Gusto. And I'm Sarah Dillahunty, motion graphics designer and illustrator here at Gusto. I'm Maya LaPearl, junior copywriter at Gusto. I'm Beth York. I'm senior development producer at Gusto, a matter company. In my voiceover voice. You're so good at that. <laughs> Did you talk like yeah. that the whole time? Yeah, <laughs> Sure. My name's um. Terry Gross. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and, you know, those were the voices of the women of Gusto. And I just can't wait to have this delightful conversation with you all. We're all in different fields in some way, but we all touch each other, which I love. What I love about this industry is the opportunity to learn something new every day. And it's a team sport. So I love that part of it the most is that everyone comes to the table with great ideas, but together we really do elevate those ideas as a whole. And that just keeps me really energized. So if I didn't have all of these creative people to work with, I think that I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I, I love that because I come from, this is the most women I've ever actually worked with in my field. Me too. I definitely come from a place, I worked in sports previously where I was very male dominated. So it's really nice to I co- collaborate with all of you and the men of the team, but I really love working with all of you. It's been really rewarding or just like really great to see the female presence on the team grow. There was a point in time where I was the only female on the Gusto team for like a few months there. So as the team has grown, it's been just great to see the different types of voices grow as well. 
I love how everyone here like is in a different, we're not all like the same role. I love that we're, we all touch different things and it's kind of cool to like mm-hmm. get a woman's perspective in a bunch of different, you know, parts of our job. Yeah. Well, I love telling stories. I love stories just like you and probably all of us here on this team are very into stories, but I like thinking about how to tell stories in different ways and like how to tell the same story framed differently and sort of embodying those different voices. It kind of helps me get out of my head and out of any creative blockage when I can be creating as a certain character or persona. I think that works really well for branded content because, you know, of course we want to be speaking on behalf of brands. I like to do that no matter what I'm creating though, actually. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, like today I'm Gusto Gretchen and I talk like this. Love Gretchen. I do too. (laughs) I don't know if that's the official like uh, Gusto voice or (laughs) Uh, alter ego. (laughs) Yeah, it is now. Yeah, yeah. I just love mm-hmm. if our alter ego was named Gretchen, that would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The female realm of Gusto, <laughs> the Gretchen. I'm gonna rename our chat to Gretchen Talk. <laughs> too funny. And same for Sarah, because like Andy was saying, I think Beth too. Like we all are all touching in different spaces. And Nicole and Sarah, you both are in like the design realm. What is something that you love from that that space? In my professional career, it's always been some sort of digital media or illustration or animation, something like that. But that doesn't mean you're working with other creatives and mostly not other women as well. One of the things about everyone here is that we all have different wavelengths, but there is one, I think, that kind of unifies us. And that's the creative one where we all love to empathize with other people and you know, see things from their point of view. And the inspiration I get from like other creators I see in Out in the Wild and then all of you, I feel like whenever I have, and it wasn't always this way because I used to have like, I mean, I still have imposter syndrome, like, whoa, we can talk about that later. But um, yeah, yep. 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 Um, but just something I really love is even before when I would get like a, a down day or kind of like a, you know, art block sort of situation, it would really get me down and I would feel really inadequate wrong with me because of it but just honestly and it's from working with all of you I recognize it as a moment there's an acknowledgement that it's there and knowing that it'll pass and I can like you know try to try to use it to do better things in the future I don't know that's why I love working here I love that speaking to that imposter syndrome thing years past I think I would have felt threatened by other people's abilities simply because I didn't possess them myself and I feel safe on this team to not feel that way and to recognize like we all bring our own skills to the table and I'm just admire and impressed by everyone's work and what they do every day. I think that's super important Nicole about being able to recognize greatness in others and have it not diminish yourself. Definitely. Because that is something that is a lesson that you can't just put lip service to. You need to build others up. You know, I think that, I think we do a really great job of that here across Mm -hmm. Gusto, but being able to sort of say, oh, I feel a little insecure because I'm not as skilled at that. 
that's okay because you know who's really good at that? Maya, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's the part that recognizing that excellence and feeling confident that you don't have to be the ace at everything. And that frees you up emotionally and mentally to be able to um, let other people take it, right? It's like, oh, they've got it. And it's the most empowering thing, I think specifically that women can do that they don't, is that they don't know their own power. So they end up kind of turning inward rather than outward. So I feel like what you hit on, Nicole, is like super important just in any work environment <laughs> to be supported. It doesn't just start with working with good people. It starts with working with people who recognize greatness in others and yeah. try to support that. Absolutely, Beth. Oh, I'm getting chills, ladies. So we all know that phrase, girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice, right? And some of us are, some of us might be filled with other things. So to that end, I uh, would love to hear, using a few words or phrases, I'd love to hear what Gusta women are made of. The words I chose are in and of themselves not super cute, but what they're based on is, I mean, right behind me, you can see it's one of my one of my polar bears who I'm in love with, but they're my favorite animal, not just because they're, you know, adorable and sweet, as long as you're not on the menu, but they just have this kind of <laughs> resilience to them. And that's, that's one of the things I chose was resilience, empathy, and curiosity were the things I would hope to use to describe myself. But there's just something about, if you imagine a polar bear living in the Arctic and it's just endless terrain of just blank white space and you have to keep going and you don't know, you know where it's going to take you or where it's going to end or what you're going to find. But you just, even when you're in that kind of space, like mentally or, or physically, there is no choice but to, but to carry on. And I know it sounds a little bleak when I phrase it that way, but just from my own experiences, there's something really empowering about no one's coming to save you. You have to save yourself. And that motivates me to like get out there. So I was thinking about this. I think skepticism balanced with optimism. Oh, I love that. I hear here. I think I'm a skeptic. Like I, I always ask questions. I don't take things at face value and just like to dig in and ask why. But on the flip side of that, I also think that I am an optimist. Like I am, I'm always looking for the bright side. So I hope that I'm healthy mix of those two and then in the saying there's three things sugar spice everything nice so maybe i'm skepticism optimism and a little bit of salt maybe i'm a little salty but also i just like love salt <laughs> on everything awesome wow i'm loving this <laughs> this bowl already it's all <laughs> okay who has something else to add to it it's funny because sarah we have very similar words that we chose to describe ourselves uh you're fine. Like def definitely curious about a lot of things. Like I like to learn a lot about my craft and just like why things work the way they work and new techniques and all that stuff. So I'm very curious just, you know, in that regard. And then I picked uh, empathetic because I truly believe that I 
sometimes put other people's needs ahead of my own, sometimes as a fault, but I also feel like I like to take care of people. And then I picked smartass because that's pretty much what I am. <laughs> I mean, you didn't pick that, Sarah, but yeah. Never change, Mandy. My favorite thing about being in the office, smartass com- comments and conversations with Mandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, the pandemic has made me not keep those things inside. So I'm used to saying them out loud here. <laughs> So I say about that in the office. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> what about you, Maya? I was thinking about this for a while. It's a, it's a hard one. But it went like visceral or literal with it. So I was thinking kind of like a cloud of glitter with lumps. <laughs> I love that. We're all no. smiling and tilting our heads. Just so you know. <laughs> The greatest thing I've ever heard. Please continue. Oh my god. Yeah, pretty self-explanatory, I think. <laughs> no I, further words. No, nothing else is needed. It's amazing. I'm curious what the lumps are. Like, is it like little mounds of cake. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Ooh. Ooh. Frosting. I immediately went to LSP if anybody watches it Metro Time because she is amazing. I don't know if you still oh, remember. Oh. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. All of this. You guys are right <laughs> right there with me. <laughs> we get the cloud. We're get on it. the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Okay, I can go next. I like to think I'm made up of kindness. Kindness is how I like to go for with my life, with everything. It's all up in there. And then with that, though, is a lot of eagerness. I I like to learn. I like to hear. I like to ask why constantly. (laughs) And I also think there's some Cajun seasoning up in here. So with maybe a little disco ball and like coconut water all the way through. I don't know. Some other stuff. Oh, my God. That's so true, though. Oh, my God. I love that. Beth, you haven't gone yet. I haven't. And I had the benefit of hearing all of yours. And I think that pieces of all of those things, I'm a Taurus and I track very much with that, the bull earth sign. I would say that I'm determined. What ends up happening is that I've always in this dichotomy of feeling like I'm running out of time to accomplish the things I need to accomplish. And what that does is it manifests in a very high energy, high performing personality. And it's something that I think we talked about with the imposter syndrome, but you're only sort of as good as your last thing, right? You can't ever realize your accomplishments. So you're always chasing more. So I think that that anxiety piece manifests in different ways. And I think, you know, like it's skepticism, it's eagerness, it's all of those things and sort of recognizing that. And I I remember one person described me and he's like, you're the bull, you're in the field, you're just chewing on grass, chilling out, doing your thing. And there's a bunch of kids on the fence just chucking rocks at you. And you're like minding your own business. And then someone just crosses the line and you go. And I'm like, accurate. I am totally fine, but if you cross that line. (laughs) I love that. The bull in the field. That was delightful. And I think I love what the women of Gusto are made up of. What's something that another woman has told you or you've heard just in passing that has really stuck with you regarding just working in this industry and being a woman in this industry. Personally, 
I went to this festival called Work It Festival, which was a women's podcasting festival that was hosted um, at the Green Space in New York City for some time. And the conversation topic was vocal fry. And if you're not familiar with what that is, it's just the tone that women use to talk on the mic. It, there's studies about it. There's like classes about it. There's a film about it. Yeah, there's so much like controversy about it. And I'm not going to quote it directly, but it was a panel. <laughs> and I love Brooke Glad Gladstone so much, like icon in the fashion and the ways that she does her shows. But <laughs> she was so silent. And then finally, the moderator gets to her and was like, Brooke, what do you think about this topic? And she was just kind of like, and excuse me, we can bleep this out. She was like, fuck vocal fry. She's like, vocal fry is a myth that men made up to kind of try to make us be quiet. I'm not buying it. <laughs> and I was like, yes, That's yes, awesome. Brooke, because it's so true. And I do feel like a lot of it has to do with just men's issues with hearing women share what they have to say on on air, um, especially in a field that was heavily dominated by men for so long. And I'm not even speaking of just radio. If we think back on like ancient times, like sharing stories like that was all done by men. So it's just an interesting shift. And I, I love to see more women handle it in that way. And I hope that most women in podcasting can hear that and know it's a myth. Keep talking. <laughs> Don't shut up. Don't shut up. Yeah. I love that. Don't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like, there's always this, this like, direction to try to, like, make your voice lower, like, when you're talking yeah, on yeah. the mic. Like, who decided that? <laughs> like, who decided that a higher voice is, like, not pleasing? Hmm. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the stats here. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh... Mine isn't necessarily, like, something that someone has said, but just by when I first started, my first job was at the Red Sox and... I was the only woman that worked there except for my boss. And she was a woman and she ran the entire department, which was like unheard of at the time. Being able to learn from her and see like how she handled certain situations, that helped me grow into the person that I am now. Because of how she handled certain things, I was able to learn from her. And now we actually work with her because she works at Mentor now. Client shout out, Mentor. <laughs> yeah. That's right, that's right. We of course have worked on projects with each other, some of us more than others, some of us not at all, which is a bummer. But if there's just something that you wanna share, I guess this is your moment to like give flowers to one of the women on this call or all of the women on this call or whoever you'd like to share. In particular, Maya, you've been such a blessing when it comes to having an audible ear on this team. For those that don't know, Maya's got an audio background outside of just being a writer for this team. And I personally love um, working with you because sometimes people think that conversational style shows just happen <laughs> and they do. But at the same time, I think the best conversational shows allow the element of story development you always can pull that out of clients. And I just love when you go there with them because it just pushes them even further than than what they signed up for. Yeah, Maya, you're cool. <laughs> Thank you. So sweet. Love your audio style, bro. Flowers presented. I just wish I got to work with all of you more. And that. Jeanette, I've had so much fun working with you on podcast stuff. Beth, I love how like 
I mean, you were talking about yourself earlier and like your tourist nature and I just love how like you are there doing it your way all the time you're like on the call totally present talking to us about something while you're building a green screen everything <laughs> I just think it's pretty amazing there is photos of this so we will share multitasking queen legend. <laughs> that's the legend if you didn't know you know now <laughs> all right thank you I think finally I've come into my understanding my ADD self but what I what I love about working with all of you like Sarah and Nicole and again shout out to all of you flowers to everyone but the ability as an artist that you're able to crack open a cranium of a client or my own or whatever and be able to pull concepts out of the sky basically right where you you translate complex words, emotions, concepts into visuals that every time I see it, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if those were mine. I don't know which concept I choose because I love them all. The way in which you present your concepts, how you explain the differences and your thought behind it always is very educating to me. It's really sweet, Beth. Thank you. Are there any just words of wisdom or helpful tips that you hope for this next wave of women entering our fields? Anything <laughs> that we can help them with. I wrote it down, but also I say this to myself a lot because it's something I think took me all the way up till my 30s to admit, but just don't doubt what you're saying because you have the softest voice at the table, <laughs> especially if it gets reiterated by a louder voice. I think that's just such an important thing for women coming into this field to, to remember, especially if you got a soft voice, if you got to sit up close to the mic like me um, to say what you got to say, uh, because although it's soft, it's still important, so. Your voice is always so calming on a call. <laughs> oh, Beth. <laughs> It is. It is so uh, your client management skills. This is also something that I admire about, about you is that you are able to sort of just with your tone, bring it back, acknowledge everybody in the room and solve whatever's going on and guide and direct. And that ability is really key. So it might have taken you until you were... 27 to uh, <laughs> notice that but it's great you own it thank and you, you live in it it's really you. really good to hear that that's a great piece of advice yeah thank you Beth yeah is there anything else people want to share say and I don't know if this is advice just for women but just for anyone starting out or continuing to develop but be comfortable being uncomfortable I think the times where I've felt the biggest growth in my career is when I have stepped into roles or responsibilities that I personally don't feel so comfortable in. I think some of that is my imposter syndrome, not feeling that, that I'm ready, but being able to live in that and like learn in that environment. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have stepped forward if I didn't just accept like this is an uncomfortable moment. I will get through it and I'll be stronger on the other side. I love that, Nicole. Don't be afraid of being afraid, basically. It's being brave, and I tell my son this all the time, being brave means like being afraid, doing the right thing anyway. And 
I guess, some belated flowers to give to Nicole are just, you know, she's always answering my questions and she's always there to run an idea by and everything. And I just, I've always appreciated that because it, you know, even though I am remote, it kind of just can feel lonely sometimes. And she's, and Nicole's just there. Whenever I'm just like, you have a second. She's like, I have a call in 10 minutes, but I can talk to you in an hour. Or she's like, yeah, totally. So sorry, some belated, belated flowers. But in terms of words of wisdom or, or helpful tips and stuff uh, for women, I, I know it can be like really intimidating. Um, a lot of the fields out there are dominated by men and everything and just I don't know be brave but it's that it's okay to be afraid I guess at the same time like you don't have to wait to feel like I'm just reiterating everything Nicole said you don't have to wait to feel like you're ready before before you take that step and to acknowledge that some things can be simple but that doesn't mean that they're easy like it, it is it can't be just as simple as like apply for that job like try to learn that new skill open that new program and it's scary but you know, if you break it down into into simple steps, it like becomes less intimidating. Like the first time I opened a 3D program <laughs> in school, I was just like, I'm gonna fail this class. There's no way I'm gonna get through this. But then I just took it all the way back to like, you're just clicking on this button and then that button will open up another button and then that button will have more buttons in it and you can just click all the buttons and you can click a button you can do that and it sounds silly but that's what got me through school <laughs> and got me got me here and I'm happy to be here so that's my very discombobulated words of wisdom I, I feel it it's it's bobulated. Is that the word? Combobulated to me. Bobulated. Ooh, What's like the bobulated. alternative to it's combobulated? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, writer Maya. Maya, the knower of <laughs> words. Thank you. <laughs> I got it. But it's interesting because the things Sarah posts on her Instagram for people that are not familiar, Sarah is just an amazing designer. So it's just mind blowing to know that you had that oh, fear at the start, which is just, I think, something I'm sure we all can Still relate to in our <laughs> our fields exactly. And even to this day with the way that, you know, it's changing all the time and updates and all this stuff. But it's just something to just keep in mind when we're all doing it. It's like, be brave and keep going. Every woman who works in video and audio production and creative work in general just to remember that you're super valuable in this field. Mm -hmm. Doing great work takes a team and like the value of a team is more than just having more people power, but you know, having, of course, a diverse pool of perspectives and, you know, we all have to be ready to like, let go of our precious ideas from time to time, mm -hmm. but like to every woman out there wondering, I just think, just remember that your idea is actually the best one, like objectively, whether or not it sees the light of day, it's not really your problem, but whatever anyone else comes up with is actually not as good. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. I love that um, knowing your value. I remember that especially with social media, like you can stack things up and someone can look and think you have a totally different life than the life that you have, right? So I remember someone saying about some of my early career successes, ah, you're so lucky, Beth, wow. I think it was my mom who said, well, 
luck really doesn't have anything to do with it. It has to do with you being prepared for an opportunity. And all of the things that you all are saying are be prepared for that opportunity. Be prepared to step outside your comfort zone. Be prepared to be afraid. Be prepared to know your value. And all of those things together will create your success. And I think that, you know, the other thing that we can do because we are just people in general who want to do well, who want to achieve, sometimes we can take ourselves too seriously and we don't laugh or have a sense of humor about ourselves. And one of the things that I love the most about working with you, which I didn't say earlier, is everyone has a great sense of humor. Being able to laugh at yourself, laugh at, at a situation and, you know, and continue to be prepared for success, no matter how scary it is, I think is really the name of the game for being lucky. <laughs> What amazing words to end us with, Beth. You always know just what to say. Well, that was the most amazing girl love sesh I've ever heard. (laughs) And I hope you all felt the same. Thanks so much for listening to our conversation. And if you're a woman listening to this and have always questioned whether or not you wanted to be in production, get in there. This is the time. The water is fine. Jump on in. As you can tell, the fishes in the pond are super sweet. So we'd love to have you. There's no better time to get into it than now. So join our fun club of gals. It's a good one. Until next time. Bye. Bye.